This week on the I Love Funny Women podcast. Like Silent Night suddenly turned into some kind of a roller coaster ride on LSD. Well, at least it's not my vibrator. I've got a guy here fixing my cable box, if you know what I mean. Hi everyone, welcome to the I Love Funny Women podcast season two. I am Dina Nina. And I'm Lalita T. Happy holidays. We are right around the corner. We've been in this country as holidays nonstop. I mean, if it's not the 4th of July, it's something about Columbus. It's something, uh, uh, Halloween is lovely, also my birthday. Uh, then we have genocide. Now we have something I don't even know because, I mean, <laughs> Christmas is no longer a thing, which I'm fine with. Don't get me wrong. I, but winter holidays, you know, like it's yeah. all just one big holiday at this point. It is. And um, if you are interested in looking for something to stuff stockings with, Lolita, tell me about your merch. Well, the thing is, Dina, I mean... I am, and I'm just showing it, and maybe you can put a picture somewhere. I am Dutch, not Danish. Yes. <laughs> and so I made I made some very lovely scarves. And let me just show you, Dina. These are not any old scarves. This is this is genuine cashmere. Ooh. We know this cashmere because the label says so. And a label, I wouldn't lie. That we all know this. <laughs> so genuine cashmere. Um, although, yeah. And, and then it has my handle at Lolita D Comedy. So if you're, in, and they're so nice and warm. I mean, for, it looks luxurious. It, it really is. I mean, I'm not totally convinced it's actual cashmere, however that's defined. <laughs> um, but it's cashmere adjacent for sure. Feels <laughs> real. <laughs> and that didn't fit on the label, you know? So where it says cashmere is really just shorthand for cashmere adjacent. That's what it is. But I am genuinely Dutch, not Danish. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, $25 will give you one of these beautiful scarves. And if you want to get multiples, I'll give you a little dis discount because that's what we do in Holland. Not Denmark, Holland. <laughs> Which is yeah. Dutch. Not Danish. Thank you, Dina. I love it. I love <laughs> it. I'm so excited. I want one. I'm going to buy one. Um, I can't wait. You'll be so warm. You might need six of those in Wisconsin, though, to be I mean, fair. fair. I got a new <laughs> coat, finally, after 10, 12 years, however long I've been here. Uh, finally got a coat that goes down to my calves. So I was at this event last weekend, and I was like, Oh my God, it's so cold. And then I put my coat on. And I was like, oh my God, my legs are warm. My <laughs> legs are warm. And it's great. <laughs> Is it one of those coats that's essentially sleeping bag with sleeves? Essentially, it's a puffy thing. And then it has like inserted into the hand. It has like, I, I used to call them glittens, but it's like not a mitten, but it's where like, uh, I hate that name. I can't think of the, it has a place for your thumb and the other four 
fingers, so it keeps your hand warm. That's a mitten. That is a mitten, Dana. Yes. Uh, but you uh, don't like that word, so that's an, why you and it. No, it's an endless mitten. <laughs> I see. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't have it doesn't have the fingers on it. Yes. So because when it has the fingers, it's a glove. And when no, it doesn't have no, the I fingers, mean like, it's but mitten. It, but it doesn't mittens have cover the fingers though. Oh yes. It's a half mitten. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Wow, exactly. this is fascinating. Okay, our <laughs> listeners must be on on Amazon right now looking this up. I got it at a, a place that's a factory um, that has lots of coats. Lots of coke. Co- coats. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I understand your confusion. <laughs> Winter, snow—you know—it's all coming together here. <laughs> I, I I lived in LA for a very long time. Of course, it makes sense. <laughs> so, Kristen Cinema did a thing. What do you think about that? Well, I have to say, I mean, we all saw it coming. I wonder if she would have done it if Warnock hadn't been elected. I mean, if of all the times for her to turn, this is the best time. At least she didn't dump us into a minority. So I have to say, much as I resist having to be nice about her, I feel that she tried to do it as undirty as she could she tried yeah. to do right but and i appreciate i have to say i appreciate that and to be honest good riddance i mean is mansion going to no <laughs> oh. no i just i think it's kind of interesting since she's caucusing with the democrats it's like she just wants to be the one that's kind of in power like you know like my power my voice vote for her power. as a democrat i mean i find that yeah. really weird well they will not elect her again um, right. neither the Democrat or Republican Party. She does not have the support to be reelected. Right. So, I mean, hey, rebrand yourself in the last, the ending of your, you know, years well, then, of whatever. But there must be some, maybe she's going to run for mayor or senator, or not senator, she's already that, but something local. I mean, there must be a reason that she's doing it. She's running for president. I'm just kidding. God help us all. I know. God help I know. I mean, there there are good things and bad things about it, and uh, I just think she wanted the attention, and she's good at getting it. Yep. All power to you. <laughs> uh, now, speaking of the Democrats, our president uh, Joseph Biden has done something amazing this week, and I know I know they've been working on it behind the scenes forever. They got Brittany Griner home, and they did. It's amazing. I'm just so delighted that they made yeah. that work. Yeah. I can't wait till they can get Paul Wieland and um yeah. So that's my only thing. Um they traded her for an arms dealer. And I mean, I imagine if I was in a penal colony in Siberia, I wouldn't be like fussy about the deal. But I would be a little bit like, okay, how about like somebody who was you know, like illegally held for selling flowers or something, you know, like an art, really? That's, (laughs) and I also feel one arms dealer is worth like a hundred Britney Griners. Like it doesn't feel like a one-on-one situation. Clearly the arms dealer got very lucky in this situation. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I appreciate the fact that they saw the need was important. And I mean, 
at least we know where the guy is for a while, you know? <laughs> where are your arms? Well, they're probably in Russia right now, so. <laughs> oh, God, incredible. Mm. What else has been going on for you this week, Dina? Well, let's go back to Arizona. Doug Ducey has started building a wall. Um, in his last days as, as governor, he started building a wall. Um, so he went to the portions and started building a wall made out of, wait for it, shipping containers. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. You can't. So the county right near um, New Mexico, the the um, whoever's in charge there, whatever, uh, was like, I will keep the, like a sheriff or something was like, I'm, I approve of it. And then somebody else in another County was like, if he puts it there, I'm going to charge him with dumping. <laughs> and I'm like, perfect. And I saw pictures of it and it just looks like a empty shipyard, but long and straight. <laughs> and there are parts where like the shipping containers don't fit together. So they put stuff in between it. Like, also, shipping containers are not like the the outsides of them other than the framing are not really really sturdy. The framing is what keeps everything, you know, sturdy. So, you can literally just find a way to get through a shipping container fast. So, I just was like, "Oh my god, this is like a 5-year-old trying to figure out how to make build a house, not even with Lincoln logs." You know, like it's, they're just trying to build a house out of 10 cans. I'm like, so yeah, it's, it's like when your kid turns the chairs upside down, puts a whole bunch of sheets. It's like, this is where I live now, mommy. <laughs> it's my new house. Like, okay, Why don't you put that in the garden and we'll see how you do out there. Yes. Yes, totally. <laughs> so I just found it really hilarious and very petty, very petty. My God, my God. Well, speaking of absurd politics and everything, let's mm -hmm. talk about the Harry Meghan documentary on Netflix, which, disclaimer, I haven't yet watched. I've just been reading up about it. <laughs> I am going to watch it. I'm just watching other stuff, uh, like the World Cup. We'll get to that. I'll do my official reports. It is still going on, the World Cup. <laughs> okay, my love. I mean, it goes on until the 18th of December. Next Sunday is the final final i may or i may not be watching it but we'll get to that um harry and megan i just find everybody has an opinion about it and nobody's actually seen it and i am joining that club <laughs> <laughs> i now, am people who have an opinion have you seen it yet no i have not i have i don't know how i feel about it <laughs> No, I, I think that's exactly why I haven't watched it yet, because I've been team Harry and Meghan from the get-go. I, I think I'm pr profoundly anti-monarchy, both in the Netherlands, where I'm from, not Denmark. Uh, if you want to have a reminder of that, you can buy my merch. It's a very lovely, warm, soft scarf. Mm -hmm. Listen, if you buy my scarf, I don't even care if you think I'm Danish. You can think I'm German or Belgian. I don't care. Just get my merch. Stay nice. Ooh, it's that, you really dropped your standards when you said Belgium. <laughs> it's not even really a country, Dina. It's I know your know. feelings. <laughs> I know your feelings. <laughs> Neither Germany nor Belgium made it out of the group stages of the World Cup. So, yes, we're going to talk about it. Um, 
so yeah, I was really team Harry and Meghan. When she married Harry, I was like, this woman's grown up black in the United States. She thinks she knows racism. She mm -hmm. has no idea what's ahead of her. And sure enough, so it all played out as predicted. Um, and it's just been just sad and, and disturbing. But now I kind of feel like we all need to move on. And so I feel that this documentary is going to not make me not like them so much or not support them. And I don't want to. I want to support them. I don't want to be, I don't want to be allied with the people who are the haters and who are like, whatever. It's not because she's black, it's because she's an actress. Yeah, whatever for sure. Right. It's a like there's a little bit of mm, this arrogance and entitlement around them that bothers me slightly and i and also i see that she was it was racist and she was treated poorly and they were pushed out so there all of those things can be true at the same time right and true. we really shouldn't i mean i think why I'm partly resistant to where, watching the documentaries because I I don't want my opinion to change. Racism mm -hmm. and the kind of racism that she endured, and I lived in England, right? I mean, the British tabloids are ruthless and they're disgusting. It doesn't matter what she did. It's not like there's anything, anything ever that justifies it. And so mm -hmm. going into a narrative where you know, she's kind of milking it and she's entitled and she's an attention seeker and, you know, whatever, all of those things may be true. And yet what's also true is that what she went through, nobody should have to go through and they should absolutely abolish the monarchy. Agreed. Agreed. But that's, it's, it's, I think for us as human beings, it's, it's hard, especially in this very polarized world that we mm. live in. It's very hard to hold space for all of that. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, now I wanted to share some stories from people about how they're celebrating the holidays, the winter holidays. So, cue jingle bells. Hi, this is Lynn's son. I am from Los Angeles, California. My favorite holiday tradition has always been to go to the movies by myself and get some me time or um, be at home, watch movies and have pizza by myself. But now that I have my son, uh, my favorite tradition is doing all of that but with him. Happy holidays, bye. I'm Stacy Parrish, and I was trying to think of something really kind of special or different or kitschy to be my favorite holiday tradition, but I'm a traditional girl, I guess. And my favorite thing is putting the Christmas tree up the day after Thanksgiving, unwrapping the ornaments, and then at the end of the day, turning the tree on and just staring at the gorgeousness. Hi, I'm Nikki. I'm from Milwaukee, and my favorite holiday tradition is going to see A Christmas Carol at the Pabst Theater with my family every year. Oh, Lolita. I, like I said, I have the, the holiday spirit this season, and that just makes me so happy seeing how everyone else celebrates. And usually all I do is, like, sleep and binge Netflix on, on the winter holidays, well, you know? What you should binge is HBO Max. Let me tell you, Net you deserve so much better than Netflix. When I had COVID, 
let me tell you, when I had COVID, I had people making me soup. I had people sending me DoorDash vouchers. I had people dropping off medicine at my doorstep. I mean, all of that was just lovely. Like I had so much love, but nobody loved my loved me harder than my friend who gave me your HBO Max login. <laughs> and I, now I know where there's nothing on Netflix. It's all on HBO Max. I say Netflix, but when I say Netflix, I mean all of the digital media. Oh, I just so generic. Oh, I didn't realize. Oh, wow. Power to Netflix. I am sorry. I used that like the word Kleenex for tissues. <laughs> this is not. This is a Trader Joe's t- tissue brand. This is not Kleenex. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. streaming and binge. Mm. I so many people have asked me what I'm doing for the holidays, and it's like nothing. That's what I'm doing for the holidays. It's that's a holiday for me is also everybody's traveling. I don't want to go to an airport. I I don't want to go to Europe. I mean, if I wanted to have the Europe experience, I could go into the shower with my clothes on, turn off the cold tap, turn the light off and occasionally have people walk into the bathroom and make me feel bad about myself. That would be perfect. It would be cold, wet and miserable and dark. It's like, I don't need to go on an airplane to experience that. I'll just do it right here in my bathroom. Oh my God. Hilarious. I still, I have always wanted to experience a, uh, Parisian Christmas. Oh, you're such a romantic. I am. That's one of the things that I want to experience. <laughs> well, speaking of Paris, what a lovely seg into the world cup. Let's the, go current, for it. the current, uh, holders are France. Uh-huh. Uh, and we have four teams left. So this, this we have heading for the semifinals. Um, one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday of the week that the podcast is dropping, and then the final is going to be on Sunday, December eighteenth, very early in the morning Pacific time, slightly more reasonable time, I think, uh, for Central and Eastern time. France are going to play. Tan tan tan, Morocco. Oh, and Morocco beats Portugal, which like I I would not I did not have that on my bingo card, Dina. I would not have had money money on that. I was sitting there watching that, just like unbelievable. Um, and then France beat England, and I was love you, my English people, but I was supporting France, um, <laughs> partially because I really want to see I want to see France Morocco. I mean, that's just like all the injustice of history coming back together. Yes. I mean, it's just so fun when geopolitics plays out on the on the soccer field. Um, so I was watching France, England, and um, it was a little bit tight towards the end. It looked like England might equalize, in which case we would have had to go into uh, uh, extra time. So I was sitting on the, 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 the sofa in the living room uh, because that's where I have my little fireplace. And I was under a blankie because it's a little cold here in the Bay Area. It's been raining a lot. And I'm watching this game. And as there's a chance of England equalizing, I'm like, no, stop. No, no, no. And my son, bless him, the teenager, comes out of his room and he says, Mom, what do you think it's like for me to wake up to my mom screaming, no, no, please stop? <laughs> Like, well, thank you for caring. <laughs> but I'm just watching World Cup. That's all it is. And <laughs> um, now I hear you ask, 
those four teams you mentioned, uh, so it's um, Argentina, Croatia on Tuesday, and then France, Morocco. Uh, those four teams you mentioned do not include Holland. Uh, this right. is very sad. I'm just going to take a moment, if I may. Yes. Uh, so Argentina beat Holland. Okay, eight years ago, which is the last time that Holland was in the World Cup in 2014, they got knocked out in the semifinal by Argentina on penalty kicks. This year, they got knocked out in the quarterfinal by Argentina on penalty kicks. Aww. So the deja vu-ness of it, it was a fantastic game. The deja vu-ness of it all was just so depressing. And in case, people, you don't know what a penalty kick is, let me explain. Thank you. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's terrible. What it was, uh, let me quickly Google that. Okay. So um, when because somebody has to win... If it's uh, equal, if, whether it's 0-0 zero, zero or 5-5, five, five, it doesn't matter. If there isn't a winner at the end of the game, they add on 30 minutes. And if the end of those 30 minutes is still equal, they go to penalty kicks. And basically, you have the goalie and you have the striker. And the striker has to hit the ball either into the net or not. And, and that's if you hit it in, it's a point. And if not, it's not a point. And then it's best out of five. So you have the goalie and the striker. You have two men pitted against each other with the whole world hot. watching in That's abject hot. terror. It's like the 2020 elections all over again, Dina. It's like Mike Pence and anybody. <laughs> They're kicking each other and it's... boing, boing, boing. That sounds, I don't know, two men going at it sounds hot to me. They're not actually fighting. There's a soccer ball. Anyway, okay, it's fine. There are balls involved. There are two men involved. I'm in. I, I will watch. <laughs> I love it. So I'm. it sounds like an awesome game if you went into overtime and were still tied. That's phenomenal. No, it's true. It was 2-0 for Argentina up until about the 82nd minute, and the regular time is 90 and then they score, Holland scored twice in the last, I don't know, eight or ten minutes. It was unbelievable. Um, but they couldn't ultimately get another goal, and so they lost on penalty kicks. Morocco, let's just move from the sad to the good news. Morocco is the first African nation to ever make it into the World Cup semifinals. Um, they're clearly the underdog in all of this. Um, I don't know that they've ever made it past. I think they've been in the World Cup like once before, and they never made it past the group stages. And everybody, everybody is just so, so excited for Morocco. And whatever, I mean, of course, they, they represent, if you like, Af yeah. the, the, the continent of Africa, but also the, the, the Muslim world, the Arab world, but not just everybody is excited to see the kind of hegemony of the, of the bigger European nations, bigger in terms of soccer uh, being yeah. challenged. So um, European yeah. and Latin American with Argentina still in the mix. So... Support Morocco is what I'm saying, people. Just do it. Just go for it. it it's amazing. I'm so that's, excited for them. That's amazing. <laughs> and also, and for, I know that um, that none of this is exciting to you, but apparently the Moroccan goalie is really hot. Okay, I'll watch it then. <laughs> <laughs> and for ABN Network News, <laughs> wait. And for ABN Sport. Lolita D. <laughs> I feel like you're our sportcaster now. I really am. I should do that um, professionally. Well, awesome. Let's take our next break. And after the break, we're going to have...
I'm so excited for this interview. And the internet kept cutting out, so it's a little choppy and a little disjointed, but it's a really great interview. And I was so excited to talk to you, the amazing Jan Arden. So once we come back, you get to hear me talk to you, Jan Arden. Yay! <laughs> You're listening to the I Love Funny Women podcast on the Artemis Bow Network. We would love to hear from you. You can give us an email at info at ilovefunnywomen.com or you can find us on the socials and tag at I Love Funny Women and at Artemis Bow Network. And now back to the show. Oh, Lalita. So we're almost to the to the interview time. The holidays are coming up. I haven't told anybody yet, but we're taking a couple of weeks break. So we'll be back in mid-January, but we're going to take a little bit of a break so that so that we can enjoy time with my dog and your child. <laughs> your dog and my dog. Just name it for what it is. It's fine. <laughs> my child and your child with our children. Yes. We're going to celebrate with our children. <laughs> so... I, I- I booked my Christmas dinner. That's what I do. This is my, you know, my the extent of my cooking uh, is I'm going to go pick it up in a box. I'm going to put it in the oven and the house will smell lovely. It's just, it's <laughs> really I have my about. I have my queermas tree set up. Right. Yes, yes. Did I, did I mention that week. last week? <laughs> I'm very happy about it. It's like I've got some really large pink Christmas uh, ornaments too that are hanging around the house. <laughs> like huge, like the size of my head, huge, and I love big balls. Um, is what? Did, did you put your your sex toys in your Christmas tree? Is that what you're saying? Um, of course. <laughs> I had to buy new ones that fit on the tr- in the tree. <laughs> so if anybody wonders why the tree's going, zzz, that's why. <laughs> From vibrators to our next guest. <laughs> Sure, she would be totally on board with that. I'm stay. sure she would be totally on board. So uh, I'm very, very excited. I got a chance to talk to um, an eight-time Juno Award winner, a ten-time Canadian Songwriter Award winner, four Western Canadian Music Awards, fifteen albums, nineteen top ten singles, Canadian Music Hall of Fame, two Canadian Screen Awards. What? And author of two books, If I Knew Then and Feeding My Mother. Oh, like her career. She also has one of my favorite Christmas albums right now. So let's welcome to the show the phenomenal Canadian treasure, Jan Arden. Hi, Jan. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you for joining us today on the I Love Funny Women podcast. I'm very happy to be here. It is a perfect day for this it's only minus 25 here in southern alberta so it's it's a great time to be inside the house staring at my computer right i mean perfect (laughs) first of all happy holidays thank you your holiday album has been on loop at my house and my daughter loves it oh i'm so glad (laughs) she's like mom this is the best album ever i'm like i agree (laughs) <laughs> well, we wanted to really do a traditional uh, Christmas record, you know, with strings and and uh, Bob Rock, who produced the record. We we both decided early days to make it so that you didn't have to guess what effing melody you were listening to. Like Silent Night suddenly turned into some kind of a 
roller coaster ride on LSD. We just wanted to stay true to the melodies, stay true to arrangements that were done like in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. Yeah. And uh, a little bit of old stuff, a little bit of new stuff, secular, non-secular. So I think um, it really worked out great. Yeah. I think so too. And we've we've been really enjoying it. My daughter is a mini rat terrier, so um she has lots of opinions. <laughs> yeah, I have uh I just finished vacuuming before I logged on because I have a one year old Morky, but he's mostly ter mm. he's more Yorkshire terrier than he is Maltese. And he's just one, but he just chews everything like Oh. It's everything, legs of tape. Like he's still on it. He's still still there. I have ex-boyfriends that did that. He's, yeah, and he's still peeing. Like, oh. like in the strangest places, he'll look at me and lift his leg. And he's neutered and everything. He's fixed. He's at about 40% still of, I guess, I would call them accidents. But they're not accidents. They're super deliberate. When they When they look you in the eye and go, yeah. Not going out. It's minus 22. I'm going to pee here. <laughs> he just makes like direct Shit. eye contact, lifts the legs and is like, what are you going to do now? <laughs> what are you going to do about it? I know you're not going to hit me and I know you're not even going to yell at me because you love me and I get away with murder. <laughs> so let's, since we're on the subject of dogs and animals, I am so inspired with how you love animals so much and you're such a huge advocate for animals and where did that begin well you know i feel like i've really come to it late in the game of being verbal and being an advocate for animals you know it's it's really been in the last 10 years grew up with animals i've always been that person that has a lot of empathy you know looking at things and going you know i ate i was not vegan up until seven years ago. I haven't eaten red meat in probably 20 years. I kind of went, you know what, the way this is done, I just don't want to be involved in it. And then of course, the the dialogue has changed a lot in the last decade with climate change. And we know now that, you know, animal agriculture is linked to methane and, you know, cattle and, and, and agricultural animal farming is one of the biggest causes of methane gas in in the atmosphere so mm -hmm. you know it was it was double of being concerned with that how can i make changes in on this earth you know sometimes you feel very helpless to do anything the world seems to be run by these giant corporations that well you drive a car so you're just as you know you, you feel like okay well then what do i do i can start with how i eat and mm -hmm. then i just got involved probably 15 years ago with wild horses on the eat horses on the eastern slopes of Alberta and um, just the roundups that they do every spring and they call these wild horses because get this the uh, cattle industry and the oil industry thinks that the wild horses are very hard on the land <laughs> and you know they just they, it's very difficult to graze their cows when the horses are mm. you know eating mm. the grass that should be anyway long story short I got involved in that of why they're you know, rounding up all these horses and basically killing them every spring. And and then my my dear friend Judith Sampson French, who's an extraordinary vet and such an advocate for animals, um, she told me about the live exports of large draft horses who are purpose bred being flown out of Canada to Japan. And then I just 
opened up the books and got really heavily involved in that and just thought, I need to figure out what this is and how I can stop it. Because it's it's Canadian agriculture and we're one of the biggest uh, providers of horse meat on the planet. Hmm. Yeah, I think when I had this moment where I was like, if I were, if aliens came down to the planet and said, people look delicious, how would I feel? And uh, that was my motivation for going vegetarian. <laughs> that yeah. and look, looking at my dog's face every day was very pivotal. Well, and I and I don't think it 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 has to be an all or nothing world, you know. It's it's about having. We're just gonna wait a moment. It'll be over soon. No worries. Just my fucking luck. Well, at least it's not my vibrator. I mean, I would be more impressed if it were. You know, <laughs> those nine volt batteries really pack a punch. Amen. Amen, sister. <laughs> Yeah, so today I've got I've got two men in my house. I've got a guy here fixing my cable box, if you know what I mean. And I've got another gentleman here, a longtime friend, who's kind of retired, but he never stops. And I'm like, well, I would really love some bookshelves in my basement. And so he's down there doing the install now. So apparently something needed to get chopped up. Anyway, with the horses... Canadian agriculture, it, it, you're only as good as the worst guy in your band. And that's that's long been sort of my, my lead-in to all of this. You know, if you have a really crappy drummer, your whole band's going to suck. So in, in, yeah. in agriculture, if you have somebody doing a very nefarious, sinister thing in agriculture, it's climate change. It's COVID. It's not the time to be flying 1,200-pound animals halfway around the world for rich people to eat raw. Yeah. So when you're pounding messaging in your own country about eating local, eating fresh, you know, helping by not having tomatoes delivered from Mexico and, you know, doing yeah. them from a greenhouse in Saskatoon, like they're pounding this messaging to us. And then contrarily to that, this same government is going, well, you know, we do make a lot of money on these guys sending horses over there so it it really is just this absurd contradiction that is really part of our day-to-day human lives now don't do what i do do what i say so i think the biggest problem with the horse export and and i'll i won't ramp on about this is that people didn't know about it yeah uh it's it's just it's not fair to the horses the horses are flight animals and yeah. they're put in these wooden crates and they endure turbulence a lot of times they fall before they even you know are 200 miles over the ocean because they've hit turbulence and they fall over each other they break limbs they die from heart attacks in the flights because they're that terrified um and they're just Anyway, it's the wrong thing to yeah. do. I know this is not a very hilarious topic, but <laughs> we'll, 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 get, we'll get there. It's, it's all about awareness, and we have another yeah. petition going. People can go to www.horseshit.ca and sign the petition. And petitions do work. They absolutely do work. Excellent. Um, I want to pivot now to um, one of my favorite things right now, which is um, the television show Jan. 
I am in love with the show, and it just went off Hulu, so I can't get it over here in the U.S. right now. It's um, coming. It's going to be on Roku in uh, January, all three seasons. Little Happy Dance. I'm so excited I get to catch up with season three. Yeah, and, and we just have the, the Christmas special that's coming out. It plays here in Canada on Friday. I saw that. I'm so excited. So, yeah. It's I'm going to log into so, my I'm VPN. So... <laughs> I'm glad you've been able to yeah. see the show and that you're liking it. And and, and uh... everyone that I've shown it to, the first episode, they're just hooked. And, like, it's so hilarious. <laughs> and it's so poignant. And it, it's based on your life. Well, very, very loosely. Like my mother, my parents are both deceased. So you've been playing, you've been forcing people to watch the Jan show? I have. It just Yay. feels so great. Plus, I have a big crush on everybody on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, pretty easy to have a crush on them. It's such a great ensemble cast. I mm. mean, Deb Grover, who plays my mom, and Zoe Palmer, who plays my sister, and Patrick Gilmore, her husband, Elena Watko, who plays the phenomenal Kale. Oh, God. Uh, it, it just, Kale is something else. Like, I don't even know what. So good. Um, so it kind of came from your experience with your mom having Alzheimer's. Or... It definitely did. Yeah. You know, that when we were talking, when we created the show, it was just like, I think it's, I think Alzheimer's can be funny. Yeah. It has to be funny because it's the only way through. You can't not you you have to laugh at memory loss because if you yeah. don't, you just you're just crying. Yeah, uh, I watched a piece on with when you talking about um, how you reacted the for as you were kind of getting into the beginnings of Alzheimer's with your mom, and how you pivoted when you realized that you were being an asshole. Um, complete asshole yeah I just yeah I was the memory police for sure mm -hmm. and I just thought if I correct her enough times if I yell enough times if I if I show enough anger and you know frustration that somehow I'm going to turn the tides of you know how this disease works and it just wasn't going to happen so you know once I finally figured it out five years into it mm -hmm. to agree with her well, there's people out in the yard moving furniture, and before my default would have been, "There's nobody in the yard, Mom. Jesus, Ugh, just get so mad because I was scared." Yeah, I'd say, "Well, I wonder what the hell they're doing out there." Well, I know. I hope they put the tools away, or and then I got to be the daughter again, and for some reason, I didn't scare her because imagine having somebody tell you the opposite of what your brain's telling you. Like, mm -hmm. I'm holding on to an orange. No, you're not. You're holding on to a banana. Yeah. Like, why do I... The desire to be right is something that will ruin your relationship when you're dealing with a loved one with Alzheimer's or memory loss. You cannot expect them to go where you go. You have to go where they go. Mm. Yeah. So you did use humor. I think, like, as a comedian, as a professional comedian, um, we use humor a lot to cope with how we move through the world and and it seems like this show was a way of coping oh i think so too i, I think it made me it was such an homage to my mom too it was lovely mm -hmm. having deborah around because she's so much like my mom yeah like when she came into the audition i was blown away by her 
physical attributes and her voice and and uh she came in holding the book feeding my mother that i'd written about mom and i read this a few times i just wanted to make sure that i was nailing the essence of your mom and she really did mm -hmm. and she's extremely funny but there's also moments in there where people are just like oh this is so hard to yeah. watch this and forgetting your purse everywhere and leaving the bathtub running and you know all the stuff that we we all fear but yeah. you do use humor you're exactly right about that uh, and i think people that aren't professional comedians probably need to be reminded themselves to at least be amateur comedians because yeah there's some pretty damn funny shit that goes on <laughs> uh, i just it's like my mom and dad's dogs got so fat the last year that mom and dad were at home together they were feeding them like 10 times a day i went over there one day and she had a half a loaf of bread in each they had two dogs um and she had ripped up pieces of bread and the bowl was piled high with like white bread and then she was dumping milk on it and the dogs looked at her like this is the greatest disease <laughs> that has ever happened and they were just like really really overweight yeah. And one of the dogs we had to put down, she was almost 10 from cancer. And then when I finally, when my parents passed away, I inherited one of the dogs and was able to kind of get her walking again and get her back into the place. But, you know, at first I was really mortified, like, what am I going to do? I can't stop how they're feeding these dogs. My mom said, I have fed these dogs the same way for, for 20 years. And I'm like, well, the dogs haven't been alive for 20 years. And, and so... Yeah. The old me would have been arguing, but this version of me, I was just like, I'm not going to argue. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Well, yeah. they're perfectly fine. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us on the I Love Funny Women podcast. It has been a pleasure chatting thank to you. Thank you for having me. I'm so, oh. please blame the Canadian World Wide Web. Do you know oh. who supplies, here's, here's something for you. You know who supplies? the internet to my house in rural Alberta. Who? Elon Musk. Of and course. Starlink. Oh, I'm so sorry you have to deal with that. <laughs> I don't have a lot of choices here, but you know, I think this has been a testament today mm -hmm. to things are not going well for him. Fair. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Um, let me get one thing. What's your favorite holiday tradition? You know, I absolutely love to do a cookie exchange oh wonderful i love like sometimes i'll have two three girlfriends over here and we'll each bake our own little thing we'll take turns you know the girls will have some wine i don't drink wine anymore but i'm very happy to pour yours let me tell you <laughs> and you know i'll make gingerbread my friend will do shortbread and then we'll do you know sugar cookies and then there's a whole bunch of us there's like 10 of us that went to high school together that swap so we'll each make like five dozen cookies and then just swap out you give six of so i've got like the greatest christmas baking and i've loved doing that mom used to do that with her neighbors back yeah. in the day and it really made it easier than sitting there and making six different kinds of cookies so that's something that i've really kept doing and my favorite favorite thing of all times is opening my stocking Christmas morning. And thankfully I still have girlfriends that I do that with. Um, I actually split my Christmases the last 20 years. I'll go to England to see my friend Nigel 
and his partner, and then they will come here the next year. And we've been doing that for over 20 years. So on the 20th, I'll fly to London and then we'll head to Dorset, which is about, oh gosh, three hours south of London. And luckily I'll wake up and I'll have a stocking to open. That's beautiful. So uh, things like that, it's it's not the big things. It really is the little things. Well, Canadian <laughs> thank, treasure, Jan Arden. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here um, no, and being no on this planet. No thanks to Elon Musk. <laughs> F Elon. Have a wonderful day, Jan. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. And that's all the time we have. I hope you all have an incredible holiday season. While yes, there's so China. much to celebrate. Uh, Reverend Warnock, cinema's gone. Uh, Brittany is home. Defense of marriage. Cup. Then there's all the holidays as well. I won't list yeah. them because I'll forget one and, and the haters will come out. But there's lots and lots of different traditions being represented in the next month or so. So, yay! You, I'm Dina Nina. You can find me on the socials at Dina Nina XO. I'm Lalita D. And you can find me at Lalita D Comedy. And we will see you in January. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.